Hey guys, Eric here with a quick message about this first episode. The very first episode we actually recorded using a pseudo jury rigged style recording methodology uh, where we jury rigged Audacity to actually record us. And while, yes, it produced an okay recording, it is by no means the way we're recording anymore. Uh, I was having Audacity just record on one machine and pick me up as well as everyone else on a different machine talking to each other in a single mic and all of that but that did not work out very well as you guys are very likely to hear however this is the only episode that was recorded that way as of episode two the very next episode here we started using a discord bot to actually record everyone's tracks separately and since then it's only improved vastly our quality of content so i would definitely recommend you guys start with episode two if there's any problems with understanding anything going on in episode one a there is a real quick recap at the beginning of episode two so i do hope you guys listen beyond this first episode and you enjoy our future episodes Welcome to the Hebridean Tales, Chapter 1, A Noble Duty. So we entered by way of the city of Salash. Salash is a city very similar to the ancient Egyptian city of Alexandria. This crucial hub for the Nagani trade empire has been ruled by an elder Nagani by the name of Lord Drakesh for the past 75 years. In the center of Salash lies the Great Hall of Salazar, which resembles the ancient Temple of Karnak at its height, with massive stone pillars and huge draconic statues. It is here that we encounter a distressed Lord Drakesh, who has called for an attendant to bring his favored artificer, Leon Lighthammer, to his presence because of his ties to the mercenary band, the Wandering Reapers. So, Sprinkle, go ahead and introduce Leon and tell us what he looks like. So, my character's name is Leon Lightner. He, he is red and gold and orange with green scales here and there, with a slender, well-toned body from his time in the smithing. And he's well-known for his glimmering silverish blue eyes because of the piercing fierceness that they give. Wings and feathers that portray a gunmetal gray with lightning bolt spikes running down the length of his spine roughly about every third to fourth vertebrae. All right. Drakesh looks up from his hands being in his, from his head being in his hands and is like, she was supposed to be here. She was, she was due here six days ago. We need the Reapers for my daughter. They need to find her. When are they due? They're actually due back today, my lord. Why are you still here? So as Leon leaves the Great Hall, he enters into the bazaar of Selesh. It is an open-air, massive marketplace that stretches two-thirds of the city, littered with traders and market stalls, and you always have to navigate a perpetually changing flow of prospective buyers as far as the eye can see. In the center of this bazaar lies the Fountain of Sidero, which is the Nagani god of industry. As, you, as Leon passes it, he heads straight into the port, and they are already starting to lower the Gang plank for the Cruxshank, which is the ship the Wandering Reapers used to get to and from one of the island on the outer shores. Up on top of this ship, there's numerous people who are coming and going, but the ones that are the most important were the Wandering Reapers. The first one is Christaire Silvermoon. On his left stands Prior Peacemaker, and on his right is Luther Cross. Chris, go ahead and describe Christaire for us. Christaire is a purplish, pale-skinned elf, long shoulder-length hair, with it being black at the tips. He wears a moon-emblazoned circlet round his head as a symbol of the house silver moon, and his eyes are heterochromatic. One eye is cobalt blue, the other moonlight silver. They say if you look at his eyes long enough, some may see a twinkling glow as if the stars themselves reside within him. He will never say more than it's a family trait for a house from far away, very rare. His face is adorned in a beard that looks full and covering his lower face. It looks black, but it's not natural, and it's pretty shoddily done. His attire is a mixture of colors, with the interior being simple and clinging close to his body, being bold silver, but the silver being dulled through use throughout. 
pants. The leather itself is a patchwork of various purples and blues, and the pants are as black as the void. Adorned upon his blue and purple armor are daggers that are situated under the arms, and a glint of a short sword can be seen on his left hip. In the center of the armor lies an emblazoned symbol of the goddess Soraya, patron of the sailor. Colors do blend and disappear under a muddled cloak thick with the dust of the mountain air, protecting Christaire from being identified and from the elements. The final detail that can be seen is a black-bound ebony tome on the side of his hip with a single detail of a silver shining star emblazoned on the card. Prior, go ahead and describe yourself for us. Prior is a steely-eyed Koshka, which in this world is a humanoid feline race. He stands six foot eight in height and weighs roughly 210 pounds. He wears chain-mailed armor, however only his right arm seems to be covered by it, his left arm only covered by a draping cloth. His clothing is rather simple under the armor, choosing only to wear uh, simple leathers and general cloth wear. He wields a shield on his back that has a symbol of Itana, the goddess of patience. But upon closer inspection, there's also a more recently engraved symbol of Malice, the god of war. He has a big billowing mane of hair on his head that is braided in areas. Very lion-like in features. And Lily, go ahead and describe Luther. So Luther steps forward, a bald man with a full brown beard flecked in gray, steps onto the gangplank behind his compatriots, his body covered in what seems to be black winding tattoos across his visible skin, adorned in armor mixed of basic metals and holy bone and flesh, covered in iron and bone, a shining white battle axe peeks from behind his back. So as they walk down the gangplank, right there to greet them is their blacksmith that they use most often in this town, Leon Lighthammer. Thank the gods you have shown up. Master Drakesh is completely distraught beyond all reason. His daughter was supposed to arrive about six days ago. He needs you now. No time for respite, no time for breaks. We can worry about that when we're getting everything you need together. Please, follow me. And as we go back through, we pass the Sidero statue. I take a bow and sit there and mention to my amulet for guidance. Very respectful. So does Christaire, Pryor, and Luther follow Leon? Christaire will follow Leon. Pryor only gives a simple nod before he starts following, and he kind of mutters under his breath like, well, I hope we're still getting paid. Uh, Luther doesn't even stare at the statue. He just keeps going. So you guys go back through the marketplace, now getting an entirely different route than Leon took the, the first time. But eventually you do get to the Hall of Salazar. He takes you straight into the Lord's Chambers, where you see Drakesh sitting on his throne, hands over his face. Very distressed and distraught. My lord, I brought who you requested. He looks up. Good. Closer. And he just motions for, for the four of you to move closer. I turn around and start to exit. Yay! Immediately freezes and turns back around. And he just motions for you to come closer, too. Slowly walks up and stands behind, beside the other compatriots. Prior takes a step forward before he kind of kneels down a little bit to look up at him. It appears that my daughter was kidnapped on her way back from Pescasoli to the south. It is unknown what happened, but I fear the worst. I offer you 30 gold apiece as well as a custom-made weapon by Leon of the highest caliber for her safe return to these halls. Prior will kind of look over at the other two and kind of kind of judge their faces to try to see if they're, like, if they look willing to go on another adventure or if they're, like, super tired or they, like, just don't feel like it. Kind of, like, reading facial expression. I'll lean in and I'll be like, hey, uh, we should probably bring up the fact that maybe she's not safe. What happens if we find out she's already dead? I'm whispering this. I'm just like, hey, look, you should probably say this just in case. Because I don't want to come back and be like, hey, she's dead. And then we don't get paid. I understand. And then he looks over at Jakesh and he goes, and what if she's dead when we get there? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most blunt shit. Yeah. He's he a very straightforward man. I did not think of that. Three years and I was just like, uh, yeah, this. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> shit. He stands up from his throne. That is the worst that I fear. But her body is worth 75 gold each. So Prior just goes, so she's worth more dead? No, though, the weapon, bro. Oh, Yes, very astute, Mr. Cross. The only way you get the weapon is her safe return. Otherwise, you get 75 gold. That's it. 
Pryor will stand up and he'll like, how far away is Drakesh now from Pryor? A good 50 feet. 50 feet? Holy shit. Never mind. He's coming too close. This is a lord, bro. (laughs) You're kneeling, son. You can't shake his hand. I was going to put my hand on his shoulder. Uh, Pryor will stand up and he'll like kind of do that thing where like he he puts his hand on his weapon, but not aggressively, kind of just like idle stance. And he'll go, I accept. We shall bring you peace of whatever her fate may be. Good. Luther will pop up and just be like, where was the uh, most recent area she was seen again? Route from here to Pascali. The route from here to Pascali. All right. Caravans and carriages follow the sea. Well, if they're kidnapping a lord's daughter, I feel like they probably might not. What would I need to roll to figure out what's nearby that area? Taking into account we've been here. You've gone to Pascali before. There is nothing but desert between here and there. There's not even a road. It's a route. It is a caravan route. The caravanners go a certain way, marked by flags. Sorry, my question was more, um, would they have headed to Laskina, or would they have definitely headed to Pescoli? Oh, they would have gone straight to Pescoli. Because they were on that route, it's 100% that's where they are. Okay. Yeah, that's the route they take, but the only way they would have gotten lost or something is if they traveled during a sandstorm, and that's why he knows that they're kidnapped, because they weren't just delayed, and he already accounted for there's a delay because of weather. Gotcha. That's why he waited these this long. I'll go ahead and lead over to uh, my allies, and I'll just be like, yo, they definitely went to Biscoli. They're idiots. It's done. We should just (laughs) head there, get her back, mad gold, Mm -hmm. and we're good. Then we shall find these idiots. Whatever you say, bro. Uh, how but... far of a walk is it to Pascoli if we want to walk <laughs> there? <laughs> this other city is still in the desert. 300 miles. That's so that is that accounting for the dehydration? And what, what if... if we were to hitch a ride with a caravan? We can have <clears throat> just no walking. Okay. Yo, okay. I'm, I'm just saying... If we can explain to this lord, because in the past we worked with him before, we can explain to him that it obviously is important he gets his daughter back. We just trade off mounts throughout the night or something like that. We could definitely get like one or two days worth of like constant mounts so that we get there sooner. We'll still get like a day of rest so that we can rest up. But one or two days worth of mounts would easily get us there sooner. The longer it takes, the longer it takes for him to get his daughter back. And who knows what'll happen by then. So I say we bring that up with him right now. Chris Stare is going to pipe in briefly and say, we just got off a ship. What if we use the sea to get back to Pascoli? Could that possibly lessen our time by travel of land? I... Depends on the ship and how fast. Again, we want to we want to get there fast because again, she's been kidnapped some five six days ago. So we need to get there fast before something horrible happens to this lady. Krupchenk was not a super fast ship. It yep. did the job, and it was meant to ferry people and cargo, and it didn't matter how long it got there. This was a cargo ship. Cargo ships are not quick. We've worked with him before. He's always been open to being reasonable when it comes to something we have to get done. And even more so, the fact that this is is his daughter. We need to get there fast. If he can throw a ship that gets there within two days or something crazy, or if he's got constant mounts that he can just pay for, we can get there quickly as long as we get a rest in. I think it sounds good. What do you guys think? Chris Taylor is going to do two things. Clutch such grasp at the symbol emblazoned on the armor for the Bazaria, patron of sailors, and trace the star on the book on his hip. And then he is going to say, the stars wish it, and so shall it be. To Pascoli we go. Luther rolls his eyes at the religion of it. He's just like, ugh, whatever. Nothing super obvious, but just a definite roll of the eyes of like, oh, religion, Jesus, this again. <laughs> Pyre will talk, or, or he'll, he'll turn back towards Jakash, and he'll go, and can you supply a ship of some sort to get to Piscoli? No ships mm-hmm. available. However, I do have a set of eight of my fastest riding lizards that can be rigged up to a sand sled. Travel light, and it works very quickly. 
insight to see if he's really interested in getting his daughter back. Because I feel like a lord could definitely say, hey, fastest ship in the area, go here instead of here and I'll give you a bunch more money. Does that sound reasonable? Or? Yeah. <laughs> That's an eight. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> so it's four... getting his daughter back, but when you guys pulled up into the port, you were the only ship. Fuck. <laughs> so if he wasn't that. wrong, there are no ships. Well, take it. <laughs> bro, I it. believe you, bro. <laughs> awesome. Luther will step forward. Sir, we absolutely understand. We will get there with much haste. Be careful. The desert is hot this time of year. As he's saying that, I'm per- putting on a turban like, I understand. <laughs> turban still keeps shit cool. It's the middle of summer, so he's going to recommend night travel easier. Fantastic. Because I was going to go with my negative one performance to try and convince him that we were into this. <laughs> also known as you guys don't really have a whole lot of people who are good at survival right now, so mm-hmm. I'm Giving you information on how the desert works for you. Hot as I'm, fuck. A, I'm a plus one. That's a that's a nice bonus to that's this. That's a bonus. Ish. Survival proficiency navigator <laughs> with animal handling and speak to animals. You're right. We should walk. <laughs> He's like, oh, bro, uh, I think we should just walk because that'll be equivalent to uh, a hyper jet. <laughs> if we run, maybe we'll get there a day early. Leon, you shall go with them. Are you sure I can be of assistance to them? Yes. Your skills are much improved. It's time you test them. As you wish, my lord. Your forge is always here. And I hope to return it. If you don't, I will give it away to someone else. Oh it will not bother me. I'm going to whisper to uh, Pryor, like, yes, young Padawan. Oh, yes. <laughs> what does a Padawan? I don't know. I heard a story long ago. Someone naive, I assume. They are very small. Leon goes, he readies the riding lizards, straps all eight to a sled, and then comes back to get you. Luther is so uncomfortable with lizard mounts, purely because they're lizards. It's just not natural. In his mind, it's just like war horses and wargs and things like that. He summons his own uh, corpse steed so that he doesn't have to be anywhere near these freakish monsters. It also reduces the weight of what these guys have to carry, making them slightly faster. Luther does not consider that at all. He's just purely thinking about, whoa, those things are freaky looking. Horses make way more sense, and therefore undead war horse. I'm interested. How does the summoning process of this horse work? Do you just throw like a slab of meat on the ground and it just like materializes into a horse? <laughs> so, so depending on uh, the the awesome DM, yes, kind of. <laughs> it takes about twenty to thirty minutes to do the uh, the ritual, but otherwise, he summons a spectral uh, warhorse that is definitely undead in nature. Prior is a hundred percent just like muttering his breath, like this is really unnatural. I do not like this. Yeah, as a priest, he's just like, I don't like this. I don't know what this shit. This is weird, bro. (laughs) But but to be fair, it's been three years of that. Like, my armor, my weapons, everything is just like, I don't like that. (laughs) He still doesn't like it. He's just come to accept it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's just like... I don't know about this, and I'm just like, well, this corpse will be make make a great battle axe, so... <laughs> uh, I don't like it, but it is useful. Before you guys leave the city, I do need to make you guys aware the desert reaches about 150 degrees in the daytime, meaning you will go through a flask of water three times a day. I mean, if we know that ahead of time, which I feel like we should, we should be able to stock up on that. How much would nine portions of uh, water skin work? And a water skin so, can hold like four pints of liquid. So let's let's just say a day's worth of liquid per point. What better be? way to do it would probably mm-hmm. be barrels. All right. This is a city where you can buy in bulk. Gotcha. So you can buy in bulk easily because you're up, you're in the trade hub, you're on mm-hmm. the coast, 
water, yes, it needs desalinated because this is an ocean, but it's not hard. Okay. So you can get one, two, three, four, call it eight barrels of water. Now, not going to be light, which is Mm -hmm. why it's a good thing you're not riding off the lizards, because this is just a little sand skiff. But you can get eight barrels, put them evenly, and go on. It, It will fit on the skiff with the three people who need to ride. Because I understood this area a bit better, when I asked for help in getting ready for this trip, could I include the water in some way? He'll give it to you if you ask. I would definitely ask about that and rations. Perfect. He will grant the water because the barrels are already attached to the skiff. Perfect. But rations, you're on your own. Okay, rations, we're on our own. He's not going to supply 40 days worth of rations because it 40. takes 10 days to get there and 10 days okay. to get back. But you can buy <laughs> things when you're in Piscola, so he's not going to get you enough to get there because he doesn't know where you're going. I will approach multiple water dealers, those sick, sick, drug water-dealing bastards. He gave you the water for free. Wait, what? We're, we're looking for food, not water. I thought we were looking for water, not food. No, no the other way around. He's not oh. going to feed you. He'll give you the water. My bad. <laughs> so, vice versa, food, intimidation, plus two, advantage because of my armor. And just for anybody that wants to know, the subclass I'm playing is Corpse Knight, which has a corpse armory, which allows it to produce its own weapon and armor. The armor automatically gives you advantage on intimidation checks because it's made of bone and flesh and scary shit. So the deal you walk up to is he doesn't even bat an eye. He's seen you before. You've actually interacted with him before. Fantastic. Hey, we need food for this long trip. And if you don't give it to me, I'll turn you into a zombified thrall. It's a goblin who's who's standing on top of a barrel. A small zombified thrall. Now, Mr. Cross, there's no need to do that. You know you get all the food you need for twice the price. I mean, half the price. I just immediately facepalm like, God damn it. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Why did I come here? My... (laughs) Luther's like, why did I even walk here? God damn it, he knows my whole shtick. Fuck. I got riding lizard, I got... What? I got... I got a new scorpion tail? Great. (laughs) What do I roll for this? Is it it the advantage or no advantage? (laughs) Because it's sounding like no advantage. Okay, so no advantage. I got do, you, do you think we, we've followed you around? Absolutely. That's what screwed me up, is you guys are in the back just looking like, oh, we really need food. You're all partially, like, skinny and elvish. Everybody looks like they need a massive amount of food. That would so Prior's much work better for me. Prior's not included. That's the difference is just like, I need this shit for this big motherfucker here. And maybe that doesn't work, but it doesn't matter because I want a lot of food. You want how many days of food? How many days of food? Yeah. I don't know. DM, how many days of food would work great for our group of, uh, I already have 10 days or 10 rations worth of food. So each to be of split you- among f- uh, four people. So each of you needs to have 10 days worth of food to get all the way from here to Piscoli reliably without having to try and find something to feed yourselves in the desert. So I need at least eight. Grand total, your math for all four characters needs to be at least 40. We'd start with 10 upon character creation. Are we supposed to have these rations? No, no, no. So I start with 10 because I went with uh, the Explorer's Pack. That does not mean Dungeoneer starts with what? It I might. Are you a Dungeoneer? Equipment. Make sure you guys have 10 days rations because this I, may have been yeah. an entirely just funny, pointless adventure for a little extra food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already have 10 rations. Woo! Are you ex- an Explorer? Leon apparently has eight. Everyone else has 10. All right. I I will still buy 10 more, though. The difference is between whether you are eating rations or whether you are eating food. 
Rations. I would buy 10 more rations along with uh, the 10 rations that Briar bought. That way we have an extra 10 on top of everything. Like, I yeah. can cover the first 10, but just in case we get stuck out there. So let's say two gold. Two gold. Intimidation. Even if this goes poorly or good for me, I'm going to use intimidation. I and, am going to give you oh. guidance by touching your shoulder. Essentially, I'm going to stand behind you and just look at him, like, menacingly. <laughs> okay. What does that mean in regards to the character? You you add a D4 to the number rolled on your ability check. Okay, a D4. What's the D4? Uh, you add it, unless you want me to roll it. I would like you to roll it. All right, let's see. Oh, I dropped my dice. Okay. Oh, one. A two. A two. Sweet. So 11 is the first intimidation roll. You only add the guidance to one of them, though. So 14 is the other. With guidance. So this goblin oh, is like... Oh, because of my uh, corpse armor, I get advantage. So give me one more roll. It's still 14. He's like, oh, I give you 25 for two gold. Done deal. He stands straight up. Oh, hi, Mr. Lighthammer. You need food? I got a rack of rib right here for you. You ordered it last week. You always do have the best there you go. Yes, he too, right? Bullet rips. How much did he give him because of that trade? How much gold did I save because of that? You got a grand total of 25 days worth of rations for two gold. I don't know if you saved anything. He just gave you more. It could have been it's worth worse. expiring the soonest. Hey, he didn't say. <laughs> he gave me 20 what? 25 days worth of rations. Prior will throw a gold into this this two gold deposit. From what your perspective is, just handed Leon two rack of rib. What happened is you guys bought twenty five ration packs. I am very aware. <laughs> I don't think we'll then stood up, looked out into the crowd, and right behind you, which is why he didn't see him before, saw Lighthand. Technically, saw his wings. Mm hmm. And then fucked off two big ass racks of ribs from bullets and hands them to him. So he just got an entire rib cage worth of bullet ribs. Prior looks at it a little jealous. <laughs> you just got food for like a month because it's also salted and dried out. That's why. That's why light hammers just. But you ordered them last week. So whether you paid last week or not, that's a different story for a different day. I would give them a tip when I get back. That's not how good they are. And if you get back. Each of you essentially got eight days' worth of rations. Not Leon. Leon didn't get eight days' worth of rations. Chrysair got eight days. Pryor got eight days. And Luther got eight days. I was splitting the 25 up among the three of you evenly. And Luther, you got the nine. And then Leon, just add to your inventory a rib cage of bullet ribs. Okay. Hopefully I live long enough to actually consume it. Are you taking it I don't know how long I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna fall in a pit somewhere. Good. <laughs> you can get water. thrown in a pit. So you guys got food, you got water, you've got your ride. Are y'all ready to go? What time of day is it? Noon. Noon? Oh god. It's <laughs> high noon. It feels pretty cool out right now. It's like No. I don't I don't trust you. Instead, what I'm gonna do is trust. set the path ahead of time. There are already posts along the way. So it's already routed, but there's no road. It's laid out. It's looking on the way there. Gotcha. Any other questions? Anything anyone wants to do? Well, Pryor's ready to head out. He wants to bring peace to this Jakesh. Pryor, keep in mind that he said it's about noon. I don't think we want to head out just yet. But time is of the essence. Do you leave now? Or, and Jakesh even told you night travels better. But it's up to you guys. Fire doesn't listen. Chris leans <laughs> over to the fryer. Want to die. We, we have water. <laughs> we have water. <laughs> we have some shit, bro. You've been away for a little bit, but uh, we'll be all right. I'd say we leave as the stone starts to go down. Hell so, yeah. Who did we get the task from last time? Maybe we can go and collect on whatever task we were just getting back from. You were doing tasks on the island. You got bored because it was a tiny island. I'm shaking a random person. I expect a name. Ah. It's Nagani turns around, looks at you, and is like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll slap him. I'll slap him and be like, be more manly. Tell me the name. She drops everything she was buying and runs away. She's grappled. She can't run away. 
I'll slap her again and tell her, hey, look, tell me the name and I'll stop slapping you. Hey, stop. I don't need it. I just want to go home. Fire will put his hand on your shoulder and be like, dude, not here. I slap again. <laughs> Does he have a helmet on? I will absolutely slap this woman to death until she sells me the name. I walk by. By the third slap, she understands that I want her to give me a fake name. The Cricket? Is that the name of the ship? Yeah. yeah. Looks at Pryor and is like, yes? Question mark? She looks at me? Yes. Pryor thinks really deeply. What's up, Pryor? You believe her or not? That's the important question here. <laughs> I roll an inside check. <laughs> she is very much lying. So Pryor looks at you and goes, hmm, judging by the... The overall body and the way her face looks right now, I think she gave you an answer out of pure survival instinct. Hard slap again. <laughs> Wait, don't do that, though. <laughs> nope, too late. He'll try to pull you off. Hard slap again, and I'm just like, hey, look, woman, you better figure out a name or your ass is going to be slapped to death. <laughs> Please, she just wants to be at peace. <laughs> She'll be at peace when she's dead. It's called the home. It's called the home. What'd you say? The home. I could look at Pryor and I'm like, huh? How about that name? This one seems truthful. All right, so the Pryor. Is that correct? The, That's the me, yes. Home. I look back at Pryor like, are you sure? <laughs> Is that the fucking name? Really? <laughs> it doesn't look like she's lying to me. I let her go. I'm like, all right, stick to that name, though. I start to walk away. <laughs> I'm talking with Pryor, like, really? The home? That's such a weird name. By the way, you just beat up an innocent woman who was wandering the streets of the bazaar. You made a big fucking mistake, but that's okay. I ain't make shit a mistake. I'm Luther Cross. You just scared the shit out of an innocent woman who was shopping. She dropped her bags, and now her bags are at your feet. I will collect them and assume these are my spoils for war. This is expected. When you best somebody, you get what they own. That poor woman. While she cries and walks away, I'll be like, Ugh, well played, lady. And then I'll take her stuff. By the way, after I see you pick up the spoils of war, all you see in time to look around is my maze falling on your head. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna attack me outright? No, it's I'm literally holding it up in the middle of the air and just letting the gravity have it fall towards your head. It's not going to do any damage. It's just a bomb. Immediately afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck was that for? You scare and terrorize my citizens. I'm the one that to deal with Lord Trakesh. And then I proceed to turn and walk away. I have too much shite to get done for this. If I am going to pass and impress my lord, I need to prepare. When he says that, I'll just shrug and be like, you couldn't mess with my armor in anyways and walk away. Whether he could or not, I have no idea. All you hear is him, like, slapping his tail in the sand, so you think. Yeah, so you're headed back to your workshop? Yes. Alright, Christian, where are you headed? We're gonna find myself a place to go drink. Alright, you're headed to the tavern. There's five dozen taverns in the city. What's the closest one to where the sled is, where the lizards are, and where we'll be embarking? The closest to the, yes. the Hall of Salazar is Sal's Inn and Booze. I walk into Sal's Inn and Booze. Pryor's definitely following him. And then what about Luther? Kind of a little bit drunk. So is Luther trying to get more drunk? Not particularly, but he's working his way towards it. Because of the whole interaction with the religious person, he's just like, oh, whatever. Alright, so you guys walk into Sal's Inn and Booze, and you see behind the bar the dwarf. Ooh. Welcome to Sal's Inn and Booze. What can I do for you? Chris is going to go into his bag and pull out his personal mug that is black with what looks like silver dots swirling around it, and places it on the bar. A mug of your finest. The bartender looks at the mug, looks at Chris Dare, looks at the mug, looks at Chris Dare. That's not sanitary. We don't fill a mug. Chris there sighs and pulls it back and back in his bag and then says a mug of your finest. That I can do. What about you? Looks at uh, Pryor. Pryor's kind of like casually looking around at all the people and then as soon as he hears like, what can I do for you? He like snaps his head back to him and he goes, um, uh, just water for me. 
And you, Skull Man, Baldy Locks, whatever you call yourself. Uh, so after seeing everybody react to this, I'll react almost like an undead in the same way that Bailey did. Almost blank face, like, oh, I don't know, regular AD carrier, fine. So you just want water? Sure. Okay. Ugh, do water. Ugh, not what we like doing, but all right. You see her mysterious middle finger flash by real quick. He'd get shorter if he thought that was possible. And then he comes back up with a mug, hands that to Chris Dare, and two tall glasses. There you go. Biggest seat anywhere he's fine. Are there any empty tables? One. Pryor will like start doing that kind of like half run, half walk to like make sure he gets a spot at that table. There's four chairs at the table. Chris Dare will. So you guys sit down, and then a tall, muscular Nagani flips the fourth chair around. He's more crocodilian in his look. He gives this big, sharp smile. What brings you boys back? And he just sits down like he knows you. Briar looks at him a little, like, blank, and he just goes, uh, rest and relaxation, I suppose. Ah, good, good. Looking at her stare. And you? You're a little too simple and boring out in the islands. He takes a drink from the mug. Islands will do that to you. Which one'd you go to? I think it was Salamon. Salamon? Okay. I thought it was salami. Uh, that might have been how it was pronounced. Uh, sure, it was ham. Oh, okay. I know where y'all went. Would they have problems with their pigs up there? Pig-like things? Boars? Whatever they call them. It was a lot of farm work while we were there. Ah, they good? Uh, yeah, sounds about right for the herders up there. You guys know your way around? This uh, city, yeah. It changes. Shops are never at the same place. It's all based on opportunity. <laughs> I think we can find our way around. Ah, good, good. Pray tell, though, friend, since you seem to have invited yourself to this table. He gives him that kind of, I don't want you to be here, but I'm not going to say it out loud type of look. And he goes, what's your name? Friends call me Beck. Hmm. And what should we call you? Well, you called me friend, so Beck. Hmm, I'll figure something out. <laughs> they call me Beck because I'm out there Beck and call. Anything you need, I got you. He takes like a sip of his water and like under his or breath, he's just like, ass kisser. Fucking pussy. Anything you need, I got you for the right price. <laughs> Anything you, you need except for everything. Oh. Peace and quiet. You're in Salash. Good luck. Go for some peace. He pulls out his guitar, puts both guitars straight on the table. You don't want to push Fred. Are you, are you threatening me? Are you threatening us? So <laughs> he's threatening me. Which is basically, you know. And just this pussy elf, that's all. Pryor will stand up and, like, full height. And, like, kind of, he does that thing where, like, you stand up and, you like, your legs kind of push the chair back and it makes, like, the noise against the floor. The whole bar is looking at you now. Except for the bartender who can't see over the bar. He's just steely-eyed. So Beck, who took the seat straight across from Pryor, stands up, does the same, but he pushes the table, too. Well, looks like I looked for friends at the wrong table. So it would seem. I thought you were mercenary. We already have a job. Uh-huh. Wouldn't care for another? What depends. Who's giving it? My boss. So not to you. No, I'm here to get you. Hmm. He heard the Reapers were in town. He'll look at his two compatriots at the table. He's looking at you as if to say, like, well, like, what do we think? At this point, Christopher is pretty much ready to stab someone. Like, hand on one of his daggers. You want to go about business with us, this is the wrong way. Slowly takes his hand off the dagger and continues drinking his, his mug. Yeah. He's still staring straight at Pryor. Deadlock. Yeah. Pryor's kind of like looking around, and then as soon as he notices that he's still deadlocked, returns the stare. Did your boss tell you what the job was? Sure did. You want it or not? Well, it depends. What is it? He's a target eliminate. Today. Today. Uh, and where is this target? Apparently in the bazaar. Oh, just right here in town? Somewhere. Well, we're not leaving for a while, so maybe we could get it done. Good. 100 flat. One hundred apiece. You're asking us to take out someone in broad daylight in the middle of a populated area. Did I say daylight? You said today. We're gone by the night. When you do it is your choice. I said today. Reaches behind him, pulls out of a rolled up parchment, unrolls it, puts it down. It's picture of Leon. (laughs) I heard they let the mutt out of the cage. And you want us to kill this individual? He's in the way. Oh, as a player, I'm I'm fucking torn. (laughs) Who is your boss? Someone who has interest in his head. Mm, How much of this money is up front? 
He pulls out 50 silver. The other half on delivery of the head. On delivery of the head. Uh, do you know what this individual looks like to help us get a better chance? I hear he's got wings. Shouldn't be hard to find here. Not many Nagai with wings. Oh. In fact, he may even be one of a kind in the city. His wings could probably be, could probably fetch you a few platinum. Are there winged animals in this city or within the desert? Of course. I'll tell you what. We'll take care of them, but we might not be able to deliver the head until we get back from our other job. As long as he's not in the city for the next month, you get paid. My boss needs room to move. Mm-hmm. I'll see what I can do. That's fair. He turns around, gets out, and he leaves. <laughs> My silver. <laughs> no, no. He left the 50 silver and the picture. Oh, okay. You need to identify it. Oh, he has a picture of, of? Oh, yes. Okay. It's a crude picture because they've, they've seen him like once or twice. He's not out of the hall very much. Okay. But like, it's not uh, a figure. It's like, you know when they bring a, a victim in for questioning? It, it's a sketch. It's a police sketch. Okay. It may or may not be right. They may or may not have left things out. 500 faces in this entire city would match the same face. Okay, so he, he quickly, like, scoops up all the stuff on the table and then, like, sits back down. <laughs> By the way, add 50 silver to your, uh... 50 silver and sin. Because I lied. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> who do you think it is that wants our friend out of here, Briar? Hell if I know. I just got free money. It went from, you have to kill him, to he needs to be out of town, so... You have to wonder what they'll do while he's out of town. Nothing we can't fix. That is, that is true. Always to fix whatever is done. Well, it's like the time that I fixed many of your issues back in the day. You're referring to the night of the all-out tavern brawl. That was not my fault. Mm-hmm. The damn Next bar time. threw his shoe at my head. So you're going to tell me that the copious amount of alcohol within your tankard wasn't the cause of it? It was not the cause. The bar was horrible entertainment. He threw a shoe at my head. That's what caused the fight. So that might, might not have broken those windows. I mean, the bar fight was good and all, but did you, did you have to, like, choke him out? Find bards that are not funny. Annoying. Hmm. That's fair enough. <sighs> We're still not allowed back at that bar. You haven't set back foot in that town in months. I wonder if they remember our face. Seem to recall something about some sort of poster saying, do not let these individuals in. I've changed since then. I've grown out my hair. Sure. Just a freakishly large stature. Nah, there could be many people this tall. Not in that town. And he goes drinking his water and looking around. Are people still staring at him? Uh-uh. <laughs> he just gives him a wave. Christair continues to just slowly drink the yeah. mug. And while you guys are sitting there drinking, in walks a about six and a half foot tall, strapping young Hunson, which is the canine species here in Alara, carrying with him a harp. He walks over to the stage, sits okay. down, and just starts playing. Nice, beautiful harp music. Very sad, though. <laughs> Prior looks over at Christair. And he just, like, eyes him. Cursair just purposes and mumbles. And he might start messing around with a coin in his hand. Mostly to stop him from going for a dagger. Friar will get up and be like, excuse me. And he'll, like, try to walk over to the, the bard. What can I do for you? He'll, he'll flip him a silver and be like, could you lighten up a little? Yes, I could. Is that what the crowd wants? Everyone's like, yeah, in the name of Woden and Rhea, please. In the name of, um, Sigos or whichever one was out in the middle. In the name of Sidera. He just, okay. He takes your silver, puts it in his pocket, opens up his bag, and pulls out an accordion. Oh, dear God. Let's <laughs> not playing some parkour. Prior walks away. <laughs> and he's saying all about the songs he heard during his adventures through the Zakarian Mountains, and these are some of the songs, and he's just oom-pa-paing the entire way. But the beat is a whole lot better. You can't argue with this better beat. Mr. turns to Pryor and just had to get involved. I, I mean, at least he didn't throw his shoe at you, like, you know. 
At least you, they're happy now. A couple of uh, a couple of Nagani get up and they start dancing to it. Oh no! So the crowd's okay with it. They don't mind it. It's foreign music. This is a trade a trading culture hub. It's totally cool. This is the worst song I've ever heard. Uh, a female Nagani walks past you and whispers, "You haven't been to the Goblin Bar." <laughs> worst music you've ever heard. It gets worse. Yes. And she's just gone at that point. I guess uh, at this point we're probably just waiting around until mm-hmm. it's time to leave. Christian will pull out a set of playing cards and play some sort of card game with Fryer. Not for money, just to pass the time. Oh, heck yeah. We're playing poker and doing, like, fake bets. Sounds good to me. Take away 10 silver for me. Should be hey. I got it. I'll do 20. He tipped the guy a gold, and it was only going to cost you a few silver. Like... Meanwhile, over in Leon's workshop, Leon, you get back to your workshop. What do you do? Start You're the one who needed to come back here. Yep. I start gathering all my tools that I'm going to require. Stuff basically a duffel bag, which is six set of tools. You never know what you're going to need. I look over at one of those armor mannequins, and I'm trying to decide which armor I'm going to go with because I've made two sets. I decide to go with the one that matches color-wise almost identical to the skins, which is going to be a set of camp. And then I slide my medallion across my wrist and hand after I've already donned the actual armor. I say a prayer to both my gods to go and Sidero and raise the amulet and touch my armor's activate. At which point you see the scale mail take form and completely cover all of my body, essentially like a full plate would be, but it's skimmed. At which point, I have my rations, I have my tools, I have what little gold I actually do have, because I don't get paid enough. <laughs> I really, really don't. You really don't. He doesn't pay you. He gives you all the things you need in life and doesn't pay you money. Exactly. At which point, after I've gathered everything up, I walk out to the edge, or the doorway, edge of my forge. Look back, because as as I know with my god of creation, you never know what's going to be made next. I may be the next one to work in this shop, somebody else may. And at which point, I douse the flames, shut the door, lock it, and away I go. Okay, where are you going? Towards the skiff. Okay, so you're headed towards the stables and the skiff. Okay. Because I still have to make sure everything is in order for the actual journey. Okay, so you're just going to go, you're going to get the stuff ready for it. And... Correct. Okay. Load up your rib cage. There you go. So the barrels on the skiff are strapped down nicely, and they actually form like a wall on the left and right side. Kind of like a barrier. Otherwise, there is no wall. The skiff actually has seating for six, but with there only being three of you, each of you, can, it's bench seating, so just one sit in each middle. You're good to go, balance the weight. There are six sets of sand goggles. Can't forget those. Yeah. You don't have to have them or use them, but they're in a box underneath the front bench. You know they're there, you don't actually see them. You know they're there, because you put them there. I gotta make sure these bubbling bunch of imbeciles don't go blind. A rather important-looking guy with actual feather braid headdress that you made walks in and says... Are you leaving, Leon? For the first and potentially last time. See how this goes. Lord Drakesh wants to see what I'm capable of. Ah, yes, Father's been waiting a long time to see what you're capable of. We'll see if I actually measure up to his standards. We both know how high those are. Yes, we do. His standards are nigh impossible and are the reason I have not taken over yet as Lord. Because he needs me to meet his standards, but I fear I will never meet them. My good sir, no one will ever meet his standards. I learned that a long time ago, when I was shoved in this hole, nigh to never get out. But here we are. I'd say his standards have wavered just a bit. Yes, it's seemed like ever since sister never came back, he's less competent and sure of himself. She always was the favorite. Desperate. I mean, if I lost my favorite child, I might be desperate too. But alas, who knows when my five will ever have a mate. Good luck finding my sister. He turns and walks out. After he closes the door. Well, that was rude. Why am I surrounded by rude? Why? The asininity is borderline imbecilic. 
Why me? Finishes getting everything ready. Roll a perception check. 22. You were rummaging around through some stuff. You spent some extra time in here, and you actually found a skiff cover. Six poles that go in six holes down the sides of the skiff to create a covered skiff. Oh, so we can actually sleep? Yeah, it's a tent-like thing. But That's what I say, so we can sleep during the day. Think a covered wagon. This is going to be interesting. Well, since we're going to be going out at night, day travel easier, too. It does. But we're going to be going out at night. Is there any way to do partial? No, it's only the one. Like, the one you found was a full skiff cover. Okay. Now, they make half skiff covers, but you didn't find one. I'll make sure that that is secured. Because the last thing we need is to die in this godforsaken heat. Not that I don't have enough heat in my forge, but we top that on top of the burning daylight. After everything is secured, I'm going to take a little walk to see if I can find my adventuring group. Okay. As soon as you leave the Great Hall, you see Beck storm out of this inn and bar right next to the Great Hall. And it draws your eye just a little bit. And in there you see Cryer standing and no one doing anything about it. And then you see the whole incident with the bard and the music and stuff. So now you hear them playing polka. <laughs> and Cryer sits back down. You can go into the bar at this point if you want. Or you can go wherever you like. At that point, I will... So we all have clothes for the travel. Yeah, you guys have clothes. So I'm going to wrap myself up as tightly as possible with cloak. The hide set arm. Oh. And definitely fold my wings in under as much as possible. And then I'll go find my group. I'll walk in and try to get a feel for what's going on. Like, I may have seen stuff, but I don't know. There's a few Nagani dancing as you enter the bar. The dwarven barkeep puts up a glass with a liquid in it. It's fine. It's just water. Works for me. He knows what you like. You don't drink. <laughs> if I ever did, I would mess up my creations. He knows that. Sit at the bar, wait a couple minutes to see if my friends notice me. Perception checks, guys. I got a 19. Okay. I guess I have been drinking water, so... I got a 5. Awesome! Fabulous! Chris Dare was not looking in the direction of the door. He was facing the, the bard, groaning in agony because Polk is playing. And <laughs> he was actively dealing. As you walk up, you see Luther straight across from Chris Dare. And you see Pryor right next to him. It's a round table with four seats. So there's a fourth chair open for you. That was already turned around. Yeah, it's backwards. Like someone had been sitting here. I don't know who. Well, after I wait a good five, ten minutes. Pryor sees you. He looks in your direction. But yeah. did Pryor do anything or just... Pryor would not... definitely like see him and he would just like look around. He like kind of beckon him over. Okay. When he does that, I'll go take the seat, but I'll put it how it should be with sitting at a table. Not like some hooligans. You'll sit like a civilized person. Just a little bit. As soon as you sit down, Pryor throws the piece of paper that Back had like, given him like towards you. And says, uh, get a load of that. The wanted poster with your face on it, and it says, reward 100 silver. Does it have my name on it? Yeah. Okay. If it doesn't have my name on it, I was going to be like, this looks a lot like half the civilians in this town. Oh, it's got your name on it. Clear as day. Why well, would it still look like half the people in the city? Let's say whoever uh, drew this might want to take some more classes. They didn't get your nose right. <laughs> Do I even want to know this is about someone that was looking for you? Oh, you mean that bumbling oaf that stormed out probably about nine, five, ten minutes ago? That was us. I can only imagine that you guys got on his nerves. <laughs> what makes you think that? The fact that the table is slightly off to the side and the chair's backwards? Nah. I was just going off the factor of the huff that he left in. And obviously, since our one cohort decided to smack a random civilian around, I can only imagine what they would do with a short-tempered, muscle-bound hulk. Himself. And he shoots and glare straight at Luther. Fire like kind of goes like, oh, that's right. And he like takes out the pouch, like the 30 remaining silver in it, and he like tosses it towards you and goes, oh, that's like a little bit of the money I was supposed to get for like killing you or whatever. Did he say who he was working for? No. He seemed very adamant about not saying that. He said something about master or those that he serves. He said it had to be today 
Then he changed it to, we have to keep you out of the city for a month for his master to be able to move. Oh dear, I wonder whoever that could be. I wonder if it's his dear son. Firelick puts his cards out on the table and goes, uh, full house, Chris Dare. You throw down the full house, and Chris Dare just says, damn it, slaps his fist into the table, and says, you win again. <laughs> uh, what about his son? Well, if you say a month, then let's try to make this journey as quickly as possible. A month oh, is sure. 25 days, on the Nagani count. And this chip will say, you said like 20 plus however long it takes us to deal with business in town. Yep. And that's it. That's and that's assuming it's even in the school. Yeah. That's worst case scenario. You're looking at about three weeks. Because each week is eight days in a Nagani calendar month. I tell them that the skiff is ready right next door. And I even have a surprise for them. But I tell them I need to make a quick pit stop. Um, but we're ready okay. to move out at any time. So oh, if they want to meet me over there, we were leaving the bar, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, where are you guys headed? We were off to the skip, I think. Okay. I believe. Yep. I believe that's where we're going. All right. So the sun is starting to go down, so it is a good time to leave. It's not down, down yet, but it's it's not going to kill us. It's not going to kill you. Might make you stronger. Well, yeah, it's early enough, but we'll still get like we'll get out on the road as it's going down, so we get some distance before prime time. Yep. All right, Leon's leading the way. Good so deal. I'm them there, and then I'm going to take a moment to go back, and I'm going to scribble some stuff down on a piece of paper. Okay, what are you scribbling? Note to my mother about somebody wants to mess with Lord Turkesh. You think someone wants to take advantage of the situation? Mm-hmm. Right. And since I will not be here to help defend him, he may be wanting to be about his ways. Who are you leaving with? My mom. She's there. Your human servant is. How long was the human servant up there? It was your name. I'll leave it with her. I'll make sure I'll make sure your mom gets it. Bye, Leon. Wish me luck. Hopefully I don't die. May Sidero bless your journey. And may Mabsuko bless your next day. I hope not. Mitsuko better not bless my next day. I don't need no more babies. I didn't say babies. I'm just talking about the creation of happiness. Oh, well, that I can agree with. You already had to deal with me. God knows no anymore. Yeah, you're the reason I don't have any kids. Yeah, well, I had to be a giant pain in someone's house. May as well have been mine. You have a safe trip. She shuts the door. I might go back to that. All right. All right, Bailey, Chris. Mm-hmm. He, he told you how to get to the skiff? Well, I led them there. Oh, you led him to the skiff there. Then then had an errand to run. So you guys were at the skiff. Prior spent most of the time like trying to figure out how he's going to get comfortable in the skiff. And I'm going to take the time making sure that the lizards are all harnessed up and everything is tied down. It's tied down really well. Your lizards were hooked up like whoever did it knew what they were doing, and they took their time. It's all well put together. Also, I show them the goggle box, but show them the factor of we were given a gift, and this will make the journey faster so that we can sit there and get back faster, mainly because I don't trust certain people. <laughs> Especially after being told what they just told me. Say, so are, are you locking up your forge? I already did. Plus, it's a forge. There's nothing left in there other than a single piece of armor that okay will be they can I can make another piece of armor. They can't do anything with it. Everything I have is right here. I'm more worried about my food. Y'all cannibals. <laughs> Still on a hard worker man's food. Roll for seventy check. Twenty. There's a bite missing from your food. <laughs> and it's not their size. In any of them. For any of them. Okay. <laughs> I will say, though, Pryor's definitely the inside, but from the guy who gave them to you. Might have been. I don't care. I intend on using this first before my rations. Who that rules anyone? Luther summons his horse, gets on his horse. So are we ready? I'd say we are. Who's got the reins? I'm not good at animal handling. I'm better with iron. All right, then. Looks like the druid's taking the reins. Don't ever ask me to drive Damn. This skiff, Eric, yeah. what's the setup, right? Is is it like the, the people are separate from the cargo, or are we sitting among the cargo, or... 
So I described it briefly to um, Leon earlier, but the skiff is a flatbed skiff with a little slight curve up on each side, but not a solid wall. Okay. But just on the inside of the top of that curve is the four barrels that you were given. Now they're in there secure, they're standing up, they create a little bit of a wall, but not much. If you're sitting down, it might come up about his shoulder. Okay. Because it's a good barrel size. Prior is definitely then just trying to sit like, probably more towards the back where some cargo might be. Trying to like kind of stay out of the way because he understands he's a big guy. Back there, there's the big bullet ribcage across between two barrels. A ribcage, you say? Yes. Hmm. Delicious. Pryor's eyeing it, but he's not doing anything about it. Okay. (laughs) Roll perception with advantage. You're closer this time. Oh, yeah. Perception. So it's either a 13 or a a natural 20. (laughs) So at first, you don't notice anything. But after you guys go through the gates, you have a slight drop. It's only like a six-inch drop. But it's enough that everyone goes, bonk. Only when the school bus would go over a hill. Yeah, and you hear something rattling around inside the ribcage. So you take another look, and there's this goblin asleep inside the ribcage. Well, they were asleep. Prior kind of, like, gets his head down, and, like, as close to the ribcage as he can to get, like, a really close look at this goblin. Okay. Go so ahead he's, like, right, right up on him. She's about three and a half foot tall. Uh, jet black dreadlock hair. It's about shoulder length. In between the dreads are a bunch of seashells. A pair of pants and over top pants are a battle skirt. So it's like a you know, leather breeches and a leather female armor. The less is the better defense. Kind of a corsetty piece. Softer features. Kind of sage green. As you're getting a better look, her eyes open and stare straight into you. Like this piercing stare. Are we there yet? Uh, um... Who? Turn off the lights. He kind of like looks over at the rest of the party and he goes, "Do you know them?" And he like points at the the rib cage. Well, considering Christaire is driving, turning around to look would be dangerous. <laughs> the only one who can look around is Leon. So Leon, he's pointing at the rib cage. Do I see anything? Perception check. Oh. Man, I probably heard her, but fifteen. All right, you did. You heard her, and I don't know if she's crawling out of the ribcage or not yet, but she's, she's you heard a voice coming from the ribcage. She starts sitting up and just starts picking at her teeth a little bit at the... Well, now I know where that miniature bite came from out of my meat. Oh, this was your meat? My bad. I mean, if you'd like it, fat. You can keep that, darling. All to yourself inside <laughs> that little, what we call a body. <laughs> He's a funny one. Are you funny? <laughs> she, yeah. She's looking up at me. Yeah, looking up at Pryor. <laughs> Pryor just looks down at her, and like in his face, you just see it all. It's the steel eyes, the like blank expression, the like I don't really care attitude. And she's just smiling, like, oh, you guys are my new best friends. <laughs> uh, my name's Lila. Lila Stormbreaker. Pleased to meet you. What's your name? Uh. Uh, Leon. Prior. Leon Lighthammer. And she was like, <laughs> like hey. is this what people do in uh, you, you landwalkers? Is this what you landwalkers do? <laughs> and she's extending her hand. <laughs> All you hear is the ruffle of my wings underneath my cloak. Prior will shake it, like very awkwardly, though. Your hand is about twice the size of hers. Uh, my whole fucking, like, hand is twice the size of her head, probably. Like, oh my god, she's so small. You grab her entire forearm. <laughs> and she kinda just kind like... of uses it to pull herself the rest of the way out of the carcass. Oh, thank you, buddy. Uh, what are you doing here? Same as good are you a threat? Um, I mean, I can be threatening, but I don't see myself as a threat. Are you here it's for anything in particular? And then I just kind of, like... And then she just kind of put both her hands up, like, as if to kind of shield her face a little bit. Like, are you a threat? Uh, I, uh, I guess I can be as well. Oh, well, I suppose you can't predict the world, especially landwalker territory. 
<laughs> Did you need a ride somewhere? Are you lost? What if I lost? I'm on a journey. Lost in your mind, maybe. Only a goblin would be funny enough to get on a random skiff with people she doesn't even know and take a nap in a boulette ribcage. Oh, well, I was just, you know, I was hungry and there was so much here and I just wanted a little snack and I guess I got a little sleepy. Sorry. Again, lost in your own mind. Yeah, I can pay you for what I ate. It's okay, I got it for free. Oh, that's the best kind of thing. I like getting things for free. You did. Can I get a ride? I did. So if you don't want us to just randomly kick you off in the middle of the desert. I mean, I can be rather... You can see the town wall for now. Yeah, for now. If you stopped. That's it. Did you stop? We're still going. No, we're still going. <laughs> I'm pretty much, you know, driving and... And the longer we talk, the more... The further you go. And, and the other thing is... I have no idea what's going on. You said yourself on television, basically. You can hear. It's just a matter of looking behind you. You might get a look at her at the corner of your eye, but it's like, she's now obvious. You weren't going to get a look with a perception all before. Then Chris falls back. What the hell's going on? There's a small goblin girl. Goblin? In the ribcage. So continues to drive because we need to keep going, but might or might not also go for one of the many daggers that line my armor because goblins and I are not friends. That's hard to say. I, I feel this calling. There's somewhere I need to be, somewhere I need to get to that's not on the sea. And I figured this was as good a way as any to travel. And I can be helpful. I'm a sea operates under any other laws of the weather. I guess I'll cast gust as the cantrip to kind of create this harmless, like, extra little bit of wind and breeze around the skiff. Kind of swirling just a little bit of light sand up around us, but not enough to hurt anybody. You guys drop another six in. (laughs) As we see her go, as we're strapped to our benches. Was it anything you picked up? You didn't drop drop over anything. You saw it was flat the entire time, Chris Dare, but your whole cart just fell the bump. Who's messing with the weather? The lizards already are temperamental enough. See, I can be helpful. I do good work. So, where do you need to go? Up into the desert. Oh no, not the puppy dog eyes. No, puppy dog eyes. I don't feel like turning around. Is anybody else? Uh, no, not really. Driver, do you feel like turning around? No. (laughs) Gets the lizard going (laughs) faster. (laughs) Whips the rain. Well, my dear, it looks like you're alone for a ride. Just do me one favor. Yes. Don't get in the way and make yourself useful. Yes, I'll make myself useful. No problem. One statement. Two points in one statement. Still one. Fair enough. And you seem intelligent enough, not like these other buffoons. <laughs> You're driving, you don't care. You just hear grumbling from the front as That's I'm hiding in the lizard of my animal speed. <laughs> she takes a, a, one of the shells off the end of one of her dreads and she just hands it to you. And it's like, here, a gift for my new friend. Friends. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Is she handing it to Pryor, or...? She's giving it to the... Leon took it. Okay, I just wanted to double-check. I feel like this is a pretty good place to end for the night. While you guys are driving, and you just met your stowaway, Lila. 